BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, and welcome everyone to FMC. I am Jeremy that is sp3 it is tuesday it is the first day of august and sp3 there ain't a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the nba that's what this podcast is based on that's that's what this podcast is expertise in because you know we set the we set the stage for the entire nba twitter talking about uh dwayne wade and james harden last week on the show and then that was the entire discussion for the week on nba twitter so yeah, we we are trendsetters in this world, allegedly, kind of, sorta. Uh, but yeah, not a whole lot to talk about. I do have. I, I know you've seen the headline here. Uh, we have. We do have a Damian Lillard memo, which apparently you're not familiar with. So that'll that'll be fun to clue you in. I have hypothetical 76ers trades that I talked about with my my friend Samer over the weekend that I want to toss out to you. And then I watched a little show called Dating Naked on Paramount Plus that uh yes it's from like 2015 uh so it's an older i show. remember this I think it was I on vh1 this. they gotta yes. bring this back they gotta bring oh this back. god it's good i got some tweaks i want to make some tweaks to it uh but this is a good this is a good show this dating naked show how you doing oh buddy? my god I, i'm doing well uh what i have on tap for for today's show is that i started re-watching one of the greatest reality tv shows of all time yes i am talking about jersey shore ah there you go doing a rewatch of that so i'll (laughs) talk about that a little bit because i've been i think i finished season one i'm also watching 90 day uh fiance the other way and we might have found the most toxic relationship in the history of this show it might be the most toxic relationship in the history of this show. So we'll that talk covers about a that. lot of ground. That covers I a know. lot of ground. I know, but <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that on today's show. And as far as the NBA, I mean, I don't have much. They, 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 they're they not giving us much to talk about, Jeremy. Thankfully, it's... thankfully, we don't do a daily show. Thankfully, we're <laughs> not first take. And, yeah, we... and and undisputed. But these guys are so desperate. Their producers so desperate. They have to come to FMT. Yes, I mean first morning trend. We set the trends <laughs> here. And then they have to follow it on all these other shows. Because they do five shows a week. We do one show a week. Because we give you quality over quantity. This Damian Lillard memo. We've talked a lot about Damian Lillard. And how he's a being bitch made for this whole trade saga. It's awful. It's awful. It's so bad that the NBA stepping in. SV3, they're stepping in. What are you drinking? Pink, pink lemonade? Is that what that is? Yeah, that looks good. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry, Strawberry. lemonade. Okay. Strawberry okay. lemonade. All right. I respect it. I respect it. Um, this Damian Lillard thing. So the NBA sent a memo to basically all the teams, to Lillard's agent and everything, 
the NBA said in the memo that that Goodwin, who is Lillard's agent, who basically said, who called or reportedly, I should say, reportedly called teams and warned them don't trade for Dame because he's gonna be unhappy unless he's in Miami. The NBA sent a memo and said that Goodwin denied stating or indicating to any team that Lillard would refuse to play for them. It went on to say that relevant teams provided descriptions of their communications with Goodwin that were mostly, though not entirely, consistent with Goodwin's... What is mostly, though not entirely, consistent with Goodwin's statement to us? So if Goodwin tells the NBA... Mostly, mostly true, (laughs) but he lied a little bit. What, What is... So if Goodwin tells the NBA, yeah, look, I never said hey, don't trade for Dame, he'd be unhappy. And then the NBA talked to these teams like, yeah, that's mostly true, but not fully true. So what part is not true of that? Yeah, if you trade for Dame, he will actually be unhappy here. You can trade for him, but he will be unhappy. They never, Goodwin never said don't trade for him. He said we could trade for him. But the part that is true is he's going to be unhappy here. It's awful. It's awful. So the NBA sent this memo to all the teams and Lillard said that informed the Blazers he would like to be traded after another team used the third pick on Scoot Henderson, all this stuff. The Blazers GM said it could take months to complete a Lillard trade. This memo got sent. And the memo is basically because Lillard's agent and Lillard are being bitches, SP3. Complete bitch-made behavior with how much they're talking to the media, how much they're talking to Woj of like, I'm only going to Miami. I'm only going to Miami. Don't trade for me. I'm going to be happy, unhappy everywhere else. James Harden ain't getting this memo because James Harden knows when to shut the fuck up. That's what he's doing. He's shutting the fuck up and he ain't saying anything. He's made it clear he wants to go to the Clippers. He'll end up on the Clippers, but he's smart enough to not go to the media with all of this stuff. He's just chilling. He's chilling, not getting himself in trouble. Dame's doing too much talking. It's bitch-made behavior on both aspects, but it's even heightened by Dame to the point where the NBA has to step in. What are we doing? What are we doing? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what Dame is doing at this point. He is not going about this the right way, and it tends to kind of show us that this is why he never tried to ask for a trade or request a trade before because he doesn't know how to handle this type of situation. He was he earned his reputation being the loyal company guy, home teamer. I'm going to stick at uh, stick with the team that drafted me or stick with the team I started with in the NBA. I'm not going to go anywhere else. I'm going to stick with them. And ever since then, ever since that tune has changed, it seems like he doesn't know how to handle this situation in the best way possible. And this is another kind of byproduct of that. But I mean... I think that he needs to shut up. I think that he needs to sit down and he'll get what he wants. Most superstars in this league get what they want. And Dame oh. Lillard is a 70 is in the top 75 players uh that the NBA named a couple of years ago. So he will get what he wants. He just needs to sit clear and just relax. Relax. Don't don't get too out of hand because you're not handling this situation the best way. When James Harding is handling a situation better than you, you know there's an issue. They all get what they want. Dame is going to Dame is a hundred percent gonna go to Miami. We all know it. Harden's gonna go to the Clippers. We all know it. Just as you said, just don't say anything. You've made your intentions clear. Anytime these superstar players make their intentions clear, they get what they want. You don't need to push and push and push because you just make yourself look bad. And that's what happened here with Dame. He's made himself look bad. Dame used to be, probably still is in some circles, but he used to be just the the loyal franchise guy who everyone loved, who I thought was a little overrated because he hadn't actually accomplished a whole lot on the court. He got he gets Damian Lillard's biggest accomplishment to fame is being a meme. 
being a meme with the waving goodbye and the face and everything. That's it. That's his biggest claim to fame is he's a meme on NBA Twitter. Not actual, not an actual record, not an actual stat, not a trophy. He's a picture. Congratulations. Congratulations, Dame. You're you're no better than any other meme that's out there. You hadn't actually won it. So 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 being on the all all-star game, on the all-star team and all NBA, so, those are no those are no accomplishments. Being on the all-star team, they pass out all-star fans vote on that. Fans are stupid. SP3? Okay, all NBA, all NBA. He's Good for him. Good for him. There's a lot of all in. DeAndre Jordan's an all NBA player. DeAndre, DeAndre, DeAndre. Yeah. He, what he about that? One, he had a good year. He had a good year at one. That's what all NBA means. You have a good year. He's multiple times. It's not. It's not like a one time. You can't. You can't compare him to DeAndre Ayton. That's I just ridiculous. did. That's ridiculous. I just did. DeAndre That's Jordan. Ridiculous. That's was all NBA first team in 2016. That's it. DeAndre Jordan was all NBA. You know what DeAndre Jordan has? That Damian Lillard doesn't have a ring, a ring, SB3. He got that championship, got that championship this year with my Denver Nuggets. Damian Lillard ain't got one of those. I mean, I mean, if Dave Lillard would have sit on the bench for a championship team, he, he could do that. He could do that. He should God. get a ring. He, he wants to do it right the now. right way. He wants to be a contributor to a yeah, championship. Yeah, he wants to team. be a contributor by forcing his way to Miami. He doesn't want to contribute. Hey, on he's going to be the number one or number two the best player on that team instead That's of a fine. bench player, instead of Adam Morrison, who's a glorified cheerleader. That's what DeAndre Jordan was this year for the Denver Nuggets. Does Dame, all right, Dame wants to contribute. Has he won one? Does he have one? He got close. He got to a conference finals. A conference finals. How many games they win in that conference finals? They won one. No, did none. they? None. Did they? <laughs> How many games they win in, in that conference? Hey, finals? they went to it. They got there. Good on them. That's a Good lot. That, Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid can't say that he's been to he a has conference it. finals. No, Joel Embiid can't say that. Good. Good job. He made the conference finals. He got his. That was the knock on Jokic, right? What has he done? Jokic made a conference finals before. Yeah. It was a bubble. Yeah. It doesn't really count. Yeah, but... y'all, were hold, y'all, were hold, y'all were holding on to that? Y'all were holding yeah, on to that two, two, two-time MVP? Yeah. So we At least he won two MVPs. Dame, us, us Dame fans. See, I'm jumping on the Dame bandwagon. Anybody That's I jump on the bandwagon for, you tend to see, ladies and gentlemen, they do pretty well. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets was the last man wagon. I got on all, man. We rode it all the way to the NBA Finals. I was, I, I was like, I was looking at the other SP three on who's who's the leader who's driving the the Laker bandwagon. I was like, I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh man, uh, guys, uh, I'll see y'all in Cancun as they stopped at the conference finals, couldn't win another one, and I kept going with the Jimmy Buckets bandwagon. To the NBA Finals, been to yeah. so many NBA Finals. But who won? Which team won? And who was supporting that team? Good job making the finals, SV3. Good job making the finals. Golf clap, golf clap for you and jumping on the Jimmy Buckets bandwagon to make. The yeah, finals. yeah. You know, I I jumped on I jumped on a bandwagon for a guy that was underrated and that was being crapped on by people like you know my esteemed. Uh, colleague over here while my esteemed colleague over here jumped on the bandwagon for a two-time mvp Listen, who you who were t- crapping who, on who, who t- you were who, crapping who, on who saying it was undeserved who took more of a risk here i did because i jumped on i didn't jump on a bandwagon by the way i've been riding for Jokic for the past bandwagon. few years you jumped on a bandwagon. I've been riding for Jokic the past few years and I picked them to start you, you, the you're season. You're just you're just in the front of the bus. That's fine. I picked them to start the season. That's what happened. I picked them to start the season. You jumped on in, in during the playoff time. Good job, Jimmy Buckets. No, I've been on Jimmy Buckets since since the bubble finals. I've been on Jimmy. Did I've you pick crazy. them to beat the Bucks? Did you pick them to beat the Bucks? No, no, I didn't. But okay. I believed in Jimmy Buckets. 
I believe that's good that you believed in him. You didn't pick him. I believe. I believe. You didn't pick him. You didn't play. You didn't stake your reputation to pick them. You just because Jimmy Buckets is not the Miami Heat. The question was, can can Jimmy? If the question was, can Jimmy Buckets beat the Milwaukee Bucks? I would have said yes. But you didn't have the confidence in the rest of the team around them? Yeah, no, nope. Is that what it was? Nope. <laughs> Your belief I, wasn't I, that strong then. My so, belief so is you say Jimmy Miami would have been better off playing one on five. Then you would have picked Miami if it was one on five instead of how it actually was. If it was the Miami Jimmy Buckets, I would have I would have picked them. Well, now they're going to be the Miami Dame Lillard in three weeks when this trade finally gets completed. That's what I'm predicting. Can't wait. Three weeks. Can't wait. Three weeks. Yeah. So we're talking about August. In August. Yeah. It'll happen before September. That's my prediction. Okay. It'll happen sometime this month. I'm, I'm saying three weeks, but it'll happen sometime this month. The, the Lillard trade and the James Harden trade. These two guys. These two friggin' guys. Our favorite people to talk about on FMC this uh, the only people to talk about because nobody else is doing anything. Everybody took care of everything in like the first two days of free agency, and we've literally had nothing to talk about. Yeah, that's basically what what has happened here. Uh, I'm glad the Lakers won free agency. I mean, that's all. (laughs) Good job. What does that actually? What does that get you? Hang the banner. We got a ring. We got a ring for for free agency. For free agency. Yep. Hang the banner for free agency. Free agency, summer league, then the championship. <laughs> I'm gonna piggyback off of this James Harden deal because again, I think he gets done. I we we know how this stuff works. He's gonna go to the Clippers and everything. So he gets traded to the Clippers. Apparently the tripper the trippers. The Clippers, the trippers. won't yeah, that's what they do in the playoffs. Apparently exactly. they won't give up they won't give up Terrence Mann in this deal, which is a bitch made move on the Clippers. Part. I talk a lot about the Miami package, how it's not good. The Clippers package is not good either. Neither of these trade packs, especially if they don't give up Terrence Mann. Even if they do give up Terrence Mann, it's still not a great deal for James Harden. But if they don't give him up, it's like you're giving up Norman Powell, Robert Covington, uh, Mark Marcus Morris, draft picks. Like That's not the best return in the world. There's no young player there. There's no – it's like good secondary pieces – if you're Philadelphia, you're basically asking Tyrese Maxey to step up and be that secondary guy. You obviously have Embiid already. Can Maxey do that? I like Tyrese Maxey. I, you know, can he really step up and be that second guy? I don't know. Guess we're gonna find out this season because Harden doesn't look like he's long for there. No. So when it comes to Embiid, though, they're gonna trade Harden. Philly's gonna trade Harden. The return, at least right now, not looking great. They're not gonna get a second like star player. In return, so Maxi, uh, Embiid, PJ Tucker, Tobias Harris. I get he's still there. Uh, yeah. Tobias Harris. Let's say you get Covington, Powell. Is that team like where? Where is that team in the East? And if they're not good enough to win a title, Embiid's twenty nine, which isn't old or anything, but a lot of injuries. Uh, throughout his career and it is the way he falls the 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 style that he plays i don't know how long he's he's holding up and everything there's already criticism of how he plays in the playoffs uh when he is performance kind of drops in the playoffs do they think about trading Embiid at some point and what is a hypothetical joel Embiid trade look like to you that's just like waving the white flag. If you trade Joel I mean, Embiid, I don't think that's going to happen this season. Don't see it happening next season. Uh, I think that th- that's something that's like three years away if it is coming. Uh, and if they do complete this trade with the Clippers, first of all, they're dumb. <laughs> Just want to let that. They're not going to have a choice, though. Yeah, they're maybe they're not going to have a choice, but there's better trades than the Clippers. Like just because this is this is where but nobody go. I know, but nobody's making these offers. That and that's that's a thing. Like nobody's making these offers because these these star players they picked where they want to go, and nobody wants to step up and make an offer and be like, all right, I don't really care. 
that this is where hey, I'm, I'm hoping picked. a Dallas Mavericks comes out of nowhere. Kyrie Irving wanted to go to the Los I Angeles agree. Lakers. Everybody thought it was only the Los Angeles Lakers, really, and the Utah Jazz because they were involved in every single trade uh, at that time. Uh, they thought they were the only people that wanted to trade for Kyrie Irving, and then Dallas came in the middle of the night and pulled off the trade. So I hope there is a Dallas Mavericks out there for this scenario because I don't think I don't think that trade's going to work out for the Clippers. I don't see that trade working out for the 76ers. But if that is the only trade and they do complete that trade, you have to kind of build out a whole new system around Embiid and kind of hope for Maxi to improve. I would trade Tobias Harris to to fill out the roster even further and revamp everything in a in a different format. And then you have a lot of free agency money, and maybe you can you can get that secondary piece if Tyrese Maxey doesn't improve to that level. But I don't think they're like in the next three years gonna trade Joel Embiid. I don't think they actually will either. Um, I I don't know three years. Look, they're gonna they're gonna have the Harden trades gonna go through at some point. This is gonna be not not necessarily a rebuilding year for them because they're still a, a team that has enough pieces to to make the playoffs to maybe do something in the playoffs and maybe losing James Harden, getting more serviceable role players, getting more guys, you know, and beating Harden said it in the the press conference and Bede said it in the press conference after they lost to the Celtics is like, we need other guys to do other things. He did put some blame on himself and Harden as well, but he's like, other guys got to step up. Well, now you got more guys who could potentially step up and, and fill, fill gaps, fill roles. They got Nick nurse in there. Everyone praises him as a coach. You know, let's see what he can do with this roster. That will be a, obviously a lot more Joel Embiid centric and, and, take the ball James Harden just he's not going to be there it's going to be a lot of maxi uh creating the offense initiating the offense and then Joel Embiid doing his things and then you look Norman Powell can have explosions Robert Covington he's still good uh he's, he's tailed off over the years but he's still good Marcus Morris is you know washed dollar store Carmelo Anthony so good on him let's see what he can do that's what he is sp3 that's what he is We'll see how he does. Tobias Harris. I don't know. So Tobias mean. Harris. What? So mean. Give me a better. Give me a better comparison for Marcus Morris. No, I mean, I mean, I, I didn't say you were wrong. I said it was so mean. He's I'm not a fan. Not a fan of his game. Not a fan of just his, his play style. Anything. Just not a fan of it. Um, and Tobias Harris is. He's there. He's making a lot of money. Good on him. Uh, but Tobias Harris is there as well. Like, it's not like the worst roster in the world. It, You know, nowadays, it just seems like, well, you're going to need just that second star to really step up. Look, if Tyrese Maxey can raise his game to a level of a Jamal Murray-ish type, type out there, uh, Joel Embiid, if you want to make a comparison to Jokic, fine. We know who's better. Um and you could see how maybe it would be better to be a little bit deeper than to be a little bit top heavy. I don't think that's the worst roster construction in the world. So if the, when the Sixers make this trade and it goes through and they add the depth and everything, we'll give them this season. We'll see how they do. And then they will probably have to reevaluate after this season of, okay, is there a second star out there we can get for Embiid or do we potentially trade Embiid? I'm going to throw this, I'm going to throw this out here. I, I think they trade Maxi before they ever trade Embiid. <sighs> I mean, probably, because Maxi is going to have a lot of value because he's still a young player. He's got a lot of tools that I'm sure a lot of teams like. Um, and we, we know all the time, these stars become available every single offseason, right? Even Not even every single offseason, like every single midseason. Kevin Durant got traded in the middle of the season. Kyrie Irving got traded in the middle of the season. James Harden was traded in the middle of the season. Um, yeah. So we know that James Harden's like early kind of season. Uh, yeah. But we know these trades happen in the middle of the season all the time. So it's very possible that within the first month of the season, some superstar players like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. And they, they decide to trade Maxi. 
uh money mark says maxi's a free yeah. agent after this season it's restricted though isn't it he's still yeah, on I like think, a, yeah i think he's still he's still gonna be restricted so they can they can match i think they can match any offer uh given to him but I don't know. I don't know they, how yeah, this it, is going to pan out for for Philadelphia. It seems like they are. This is going to be a very kind of which way do they go type of season. But I do, I see them as right now as presently constructed, even with a James Harden trade in mind, uh, they're in the top five, top six teams in the East. I think that only Boston, Milwaukee, Miami. Right now, for right now, those are the those are the teams like off the top of my head that are better than them. So they're in that top four, top five, top six range. I mean, that's yeah, that's where they've kind of been. Anyway, I'm not putting Miami up there until the actual Damian Lillard trade goes through. It don't matter. It don't matter. What do you mean it doesn't Miami, matter? Miami, Miami, believe in Miami. Believe you only, you just said you only believe in Jimmy Buckets. I believe in Miami now. Bam now out of it's Bayou. the entire Miami. Bam out now of Bayou. Miami. I like Bam out of Bayou. He's a good player. Yeah, great player. Hero Tyler Hero is going to be healthy. Going to be back. Going to be shooting buckets. Dropping I mean, twenty. He's not going to be game. on the team once they trade him for Lillard. But sure. Hey, you you told me to think of the team as presently constructed. So I am. Like, but I'm, I'm just going I'm on also that. saying why like, you why you know you playing both sides, bro. Now you go, oh, he's not gonna be on the team. What? <laughs> he's not. They're gonna trade him for Lillard, but until that trade goes through, then I'm looking at the team as currently constructed. As currently constructed, it's it's a fine team. Dude, they were an eighth seed. So as year. currently constructed, you can't look at a player on the team. That's what you're telling yes. me. <laughs> yes. Is Tyler Hero healthy? Is he healthy? He's healthy. He was back for one game in the finals. Was he? How how that how'd he do? Like it just he had like nine points. Oh. Good for Not him. Not bad. Okay. Good for him. What other rankings do you have here, SP? I have I have I have a spectacular thing that I've become known for on this damn channel. It's tier list time, but this time it's an NBA tier list jeremy i've shared it to present here you can pop it pop it in and we can be under uh tag talk screen you can put us under tag talk screen what happened um, um well it's because tag talk has been on hiatus so there we go tag talk's been on hiatus so it's not the we last told background we told them yeah, though we, we told them, them we though we would it. keep yeah. we would keep it alive keep it alive yeah. by using it on That's the true. show Shout outs to Haley and Kylie. Uh, but yes, have an NBA tier list here where me and Jeremy can can change it up. We can switch it up anytime we want. We can put we can do it like every other week, every week. We'll see how it how it goes, depending on what moves, what trades, how teams are looking when the scene when the season actually starts. But I wanted to present it here to everyone and really quickly we could we could Put some teams in these tiers because, you know, uh, there's obvious teams here that belong in certain tiers. But we got the top tier is championship contenders. We got the next tier after that serious contenders. So these are I think these are more of the people that are not like you, you don't see them winning the championship, but you consider them a lot more serious this coming season than we did previously. Contender is, I guess, someone who is in the mix in whatever conference they're in. First round exit, they're a bottom tier team in the in whatever conference they're in, even though they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be out in the first round. Play in. That's a team that's going to compete for the play-in. They, that's usually, you know, how Utah Jazz was this year, uh, this last season. That's kind of what you would consider a play-in type of team. And then the lottery team is just a team that, you know, they're, they're, they're just going to bomb it. They're the, the thunder of last year, basically. They're going to bomb it, even the though thunder the thunder made play the play-in. I know, even yeah. though the thunder made a play-in. But your goal was the lottery. 
Like I'm saying, at this point last but year, Utah's got, goal was the lottery last I year. Know. Utah was not trying to be a contender. I I know, I know. I didn't use the best examples for either of them, but they're the first teams that came to mind. But but yeah, both of those teams would be in that in that lottery mix at this time last year. But we got here, Jeremy. We got all the teams, all the NBA teams. Utah Jazz is the first team up here. Where do you consider Utah? Should we just put them back in the lottery? Yeah, lottery. I don't think they're good. Pistons lottery? Yes. Hornets lottery or Hornets play-in? No, Hornets suck. They're a lottery team. That legitimately might be the worst team in the league. Portland is a lottery team. Yes. We can can raise the Hornets here. We'll put the Hornets at the top spot here. Okay, Dallas. Dallas. Dallas, I would say first round exit. Yeah, I agree. Oh, Houston lottery. I think they're playing like they they got uh, Van Vliet, they got Dylan Brooks, they got a young sure. young team. Like I don't know if they're going to be good, but they're trying to make at least the play in. This is a team that's like trying to compete. That is true. That is true. So, and and I think they have a lot of young talent that uh, is going to improve this season and going to surprise a lot of teams. The Nets play in or lottery? Play in. Cleveland, I would say contender. Yeah, they're 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 in contender status. Boston, we got our first championship contender. Yes, definitely. Put them here and then raise them up here. Uh, Minnesota, play in or first round exit? Both. I, I think they're they're <laughs> trying. I mean, they're a play in team, but they're also just a team that's a first round exit. So yeah, probably first round exit though. That's where they yeah. were last year. Yeah. Thunder. I think they're in that play in. Oh my god! Will you stop? Will you stop? I'm gonna championship say first round contender. Exit. I'm going to say first round exit. I would play in la- if this time last year, I would have said play in. Now I'm saying I'm raising y'all up. I'm saying first round exit. I think they're trying to be a play in team. Last year was a year early. Because uh, last year, I do think they were thought to be more of a lottery team. They made the play in. This year, I think they're thought to be more of a play-in team. So they'll probably end up being a first-round exit. But <laughs> dude, the West, there's a lot of good teams in the West. Yeah. Like You got to look at who they got to jump and everything. I feel like they're a play-in team. This I'll year. put y'all at the top of the play-in, though. Because I think y'all are, I think y'all are a first-round exit. So I'll put you on top of the play-in. Okay. That's fair. Miami, now we're going, we're going pre-Dame trade Miami. I'll say serious contenders. First round exit. You're ridiculous. How can you hate after that playoff run? It's not a good team. It's not a good team. And they lost pieces too. As currently constructed, SB3, they were a eighth seed last year. I'm glad they had a great playoff run. They were an eighth seed last year and they got worse. They didn't do anything this offseason. If you okay, want to put contend- that, do contender. You to, contender. Okay, contender. Fine. We'll split the difference. Contender. Uh, Sacramento Kings. I'm gonna also say contender. Yeah, I they were they were what a three seed last year. They didn't do a whole lot in the offseason, but they're banking on some team chemistry and some internal improvement. Um, um, yeah, contender's good. Now, this might be the most interesting one the Golden State Warriors picking up Chris Paul, re signing Draymond Green, got older, but did they get better? Oh, yes. where do you see them? championship contender they're going for it they're i i think they are a team that anytime you have steph and clay and draymond you are you are and then you add chris paul you are telling everybody you're looking to win a title so i i think they are a championship contender I would say serious contender but i am i'm 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 going i'm going by by your your judgment on a couple of these because I, I trust I trust your judgment. You did get the championship right Thank at you. the beginning of the this time last year, so I'll give you credit for that. 
Uh, Chicago Bulls, I'll say play in. Yeah, play in. Probably lottery after they smarten yes. up and trade everybody. Yes. Right now. Right now, I'm yeah. saying play in, but yeah, right I'm now, they're they, playing. They, they're easily going to drop to to, yeah. to lottery. <laughs> Probably the next time we look at this power ranking. Los Angeles Lakers. See, I'm going to be fair and unbiased, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to say serious contenders. No. You have LeBron. You have Anthony Davis. They they won the offseason, SP3. They, this they is true. The this is true. This is true. We got to hang the banner of the offseason. Top of yeah. the chip. <laughs> I'll put them right here, right here. Championship contenders. I do agree with you, sir. Um, Indiana Pacers lottery. I think I think they're they're playing for a play-in spot. Oh. Yeah, I like the Pacers. Like they weren't bad like last it. year. There was some health. I really like um, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Like, yeah, I, they're probably closer to lottery than they are a play-in. And I think they're better than the Bulls, honestly. I, That's I'm why I put them. You the notice Bulls. I put them above the yeah, Bulls. I'm convinced the Bulls are just, yeah. We could drop the Bulls down the lottery because I think we're both. Down no, no. As Bulls. as currently constructed, they're they're a play-in team. I'm just I'm not that high on them, and I think they're going to end up trading off everybody. True. Memphis Grizzlies. You got John Morant out for what twenty five games. You got. They got Marcus uh, you, Smart. I do like yeah, the Marcus yeah, Smart yeah. pickup. That that was the the key pickup. I see them more as a contender or first round exit. I I see them as a serious contender as constructed because like they've been a two seed the past couple of years. They haven't done anything in the playoffs, but I really like the Marcus Smart pickup. Ja will be back within twenty five games. Who knows what other moves they're they're gonna make? Desmond Bain is really good. Jared Jackson's yeah. good. I I think they are a serious contender. What that actually means, I mean, you you kind of explained what it meant, but yeah, yeah I think they're we gotta have some serious contenders. And like looking at the rest of the list, there ain't too many. It seems like it's everybody's just a contender yeah. or a championship contender. So I feel like they're more on the serious contender side. Hmm. I don't, I, I can't I can't I can't take myself to put them in serious contender and not the Miami heat. Uh, I think they're more of a contender. They, they still need to make a move in my opinion to the Marcus Martin move is good, but they need that next move. That's just like, okay, now they're serious here. Like they, I don't think they've taken that next step to be in the serious contender here. So I think if you want to put, if you want to put them in contender, that's fine. Because I, I would I would say right now out of these teams, I would put Memphis like second or third. So I can't I, I, I wouldn't say they're unanimously the number one team out of these teams to put them in serious contender. Okay. Atlanta Hawks playing first round exit. <sighs> Probably a first round exit again. I, I shouldn't say again. They did make the final or conference finals a couple of years ago. Yeah, probably for Orlando Magic. I feel like this is an interesting one between lottery and plane. They could threaten for a play-in spot. I do like uh, Orlando, and again, there's so many there's so many teams that are gonna switch throughout the season. It, we we see it all the time in the NBA how teams will surprise you and teams will disappoint. I could see Orlando being one of those surprising teams in the east like if i got indiana as a play-in i could see orlando being a play-in yeah i could see that as well so let's do that here milwaukee bucks championship contender yeah yes yeah that's an easy one uh you know re-signing all their guys brooke lopez chris middleton Got Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the top three players in the league. So easy championship contender there. Same with the Denver Nuggets. They are the NBA champions, so they deserve to be at the top of the list. Whoopee! Uh, you got Yoki. They had a bad. They had a bad off season. That's why I'm maybe I'm hating because they had a bad off season. 
They lost Bruce Losing. Brown. That was their offseason. Yes. Lost Bruce Brown. Lost Jeff Green. Okay. I mean, Jeff Green's nice in spurts, but it's not the hey. biggest. Hey. They still uh, got their top guys. Yeah. New Orleans Hornets. No, no, excuse me. New Orleans uh, oh, Pelicans. <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans, I say play in our first round exit. I'm fine with first round exit. I think healthy. I don't know. Like you, you won't. I don't mind putting them contender and then Siri and then bumping up to people to say that's a good team when healthy. That's a good team when healthy. Can they stay healthy? They've not proven Zion certainly hasn't proven that at all. Um, Yeah. First round exit for now is fine. Uh, Clippers, I think this is our first serious contender. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially, I think they can bump, they will be able to bump up to championship contender if they do complete the James Harden trade. You see, this is another reason why I say we should put Miami so it's an easy bump up to championship contender when they get named. We should put them in series contender, but nah, the Clippers for sure. Like, if you get James Harden with Russell Westbrook, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, that's a championship contender. But as presently constructed with Russell Westbrook, with Paul George, with Kawhi Leonard, and us not knowing their health. I would just say, at best, if we don't know the health of the top two players, they're just a serious contender. I agree. Uh, the Phoenix Suns, I think they can fall between series contender or championship contender. Where do you lie? I mean, they're they're championship contender. They've got Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, DeAndre Ayton. Like they, that's a team that is going for a championship. That is fair. Next we got oh, an interesting one. The Philadelphia 76ers. As currently constructed, probably serious contenders because Harden, they're running back the same team, which that, that team last year was a serious contender until they choked it away. Now they've got Nick Nurse, who everyone is in, in agreeance as upgrade over Doc Rivers. Again, three weeks from now, where this will probably change as currently constructed, serious contenders. That is fair. Next, we got the San Antonio Spurs getting Victor Wenbeniama. Got the young core there. I think they're 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 either between play in and lottery, depending on how good Wemby really is. I I think they're lottery still because look, I I assume Wemby's going to be very good. Um, the rest of the team isn't great. They were at where they were at last season for a reason. It's a lot to expect. They're going to jump some of these teams just because of, of Wimby and look, maybe they, maybe they will, but I, I, it's tough for me to look at them as a play in team right now. That is fair. One, one thing I think we're not going to have any debate on the Washington wizards lottery. That's a lottery team that's going to score a lot of points, though, and like win yes. or lose games like 160 <laughs> to 140. 160 to 140. I love it. Uh, but yes, definitely a lottery team. The New York Knicks, I think they're either first round exit or contenders. Probably first round exit. I mean, like they, they, they beat the Cavs last year, and we have Cavs as, as a contender. I still think the Cavs are better overall, at least on paper. I know the Knicks beat them. So, uh, but yeah, I think they're more of a first round exit team. That's fair. And finally, the Toronto Raptors. Probably play in. They lost Van Vliet, but like they still have Siakam, OG, um, like Gary Trent, Scotty Barnes. They still have like good players, uh, and it seemed like they're not willing to like blow it up or anything. They, they added Dennis Schroeder, who, who I know you like. Um, they're probably they're probably closer to play in. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you because I had them in, in a play in spot last year. 
not much has changed other than losing Van Vliet, which is a big loss. So that's why I'll put them at the bottom of the play. And no, they can't be at the bottom of the play. They got to be above the Chicago Bulls. Um, but yeah, the Bulls uh, are a better team. The Bulls are a better team on paper than than the Raptors. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm low on the Bulls because I think they trade everybody, but they're. Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, Ao, um, like they, they've got, they've got a halfway decent team. It's just the pieces don't all fit there to me, and yeah. it, I, I just don't think they're they're gonna do that well. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they're a better team. Yeah, but this this seems pretty pretty right. Only only one I said I like I disagree with, like I said, is Miami being in uh, serious contenders, but everything else. I think it's in the right spot. We got championship contenders, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, we got Boston Celtics right behind them, getting Pozingas. We got the Golden State Warriors re-signing Draymond Green, getting Chris Paul. Los Angeles Lakers winning the entire free agency, getting uh, getting Austin Reeves back, Rui Hashimura, uh, D'Angelo Russell, picking up some extra pieces as well, in, uh, including, uh, who was it? Anthony, Gabe Anthony, or something like that. Yeah, uh, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Gabe Anthony. Who's uh, Gabe Anthony? I, I totally botched that. I, I had a brain fart, but I was like, uh, moving on. Uh, Milwaukee you won Bucks. the offseason. You don't even know who they signed. Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent. I had a brain fart. I'm sorry, people. I have I have two three year olds, and they're both three majors, and that takes a lot out of somebody. That sometimes I can't remember everybody that we signed this offseason. We signed a lot wow. of people. Wow, Milwaukee. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now this. <laughs> now this. Let me see you handle Gabe three Anthony. Year, two, two three year olds, including including uh, this this girl. This girl. Hard. I got killed. I got children. I got children. Three year olds. No, that's I what I specified. I, I didn't say I didn't say children. I said three year olds. <laughs> I got multiples um, though. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, uh, you know, getting re-signing Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez got their core back, been a championship contender for the last couple of years. And then finally, this is the one championship contender I don't 100% agree with you on the Phoenix Suns, but they do Why? have Kevin Durant. They do got, uh, you know, Bradley Beal picking up Bradley Beal this offseason is a huge move. And they did have a pretty good free agency filling in spots around those three guys. So uh, I, and that's why I didn't I didn't put up that much of a fuss. Uh, serious contenders. You got the Los Angeles Clippers. You got the, the Philadelphia 76ers. Both of these teams are kind of in that position where they could drop down to contenders or go up to championship contenders, depending on how the season goes or what other moves they make in the offseason. You got contenders, Miami Heat should be a serious contender cleveland cavaliers the sacramento kings and the memphis grizzlies you got the first round exits the new york knicks dallas mavericks atlanta hawks uh, minnesota timberwolves new orleans pelicans keep wanting to say hornets uh we got <laughs> play-ins uh, oklahoma city thunder houston rockets brooklyn nets Indiana Pacers, Orlando Magic, Toronto Raptors, and Chicago Bulls. And in the lottery, we got the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets. Going to say it more than once so I get stuck in my head. Utah Jazz, Detroit Pistons, Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio Spurs, and the Washington Wizards. I'm happy with this for, for the time being until trades eventually end up getting made. Yes, that's where that's where I'm at. Yeah, Hornets. Hornets might be the worst team in the league. Honestly, <laughs> I, I I don't like that team at all. That's just it's not it's not a good team. It's not a good team. So I put them at the top of the lottery. <laughs> Their goal is the number one overall pick. This season. It might get not it. Not to win. It might get it. It might get not it. Not to win. Uh, we did. We we did get asked uh, a football question i want to make sure we we honor it uh eddie james you guys ever give your thoughts on the colts and jonathan taylor situation enjoy the content um we we did not give our thoughts on that but it's running backs there's been a lot of discussion about running backs in the nfl and how we know kind of their shelf life with everything and it, 
they, they had the big meeting of like, we want to get paid. We, we deserve fair market value on this stuff. And then Jonathan Taylor, I said it was a back injury. He kind of shot that down. I'm like, Nope, not that at all. He wants to be traded. We will see where it goes. I think Jonathan Taylor is very good. Um, but running back, the running back market just isn't good in the, the NFL. That's why you're seeing teams pay them less and you're seeing teams draft them and like later rounds because you get a good, let's say four or five years out of them. And then they're, that's kind of their shelf life for a lot of these guys. And, and you got to get guys who also, who can also do a little bit more. Um, they, they just, you know, run the ball. Uh, you know, that's uh, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, McCaffrey can't necessarily fully stay healthy, but he can do a lot out of the backfield more than just be a running back who lines up and runs like gotta be able to catch out of the backfield and stuff as well. I don't know. I don't have the full story on uh, the, the, the whole Jonathan Taylor situation. It's uh, it's not great. The fact that they're like, oh yeah, he's hurt. He's got back pain. He he failed his physical. And then he went on Twitter and was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, none of this is true. Uh, not a good, not a good situation when it comes to, to that. So I, I, but I, it's clearly not good. The, the overall situation between Jonathan Taylor and, and the Colts. And we will see how it gets settled and which team is willing to kind of go after uh go after him potentially trade for him like the value i don't think is super high i think the colts probably want a halfway decent return for him and because like if you're telling them if you're telling teams he has back issues and we already know just the shelf life of running backs in general like you're lucky to get like a late draft pick for him so that's kind of where where i'm at with it you know he wants a contract extension as well they're not going to re-sign him. So if they want to trade him, they're not going to get a whole lot. And I mean, he led the league in rushing a couple years ago. So the running back, it's just, it's an odd, odd, odd market in, in the NFL. It's just an odd, odd market. I can't make any sense of it. He used to be like the most valuable kind of position for a long time, whether it would be, you know, on the field yeah. for teams, even in fantasy football, that used to be like the whole big thing is get those running backs. And it still kind of is with fantasy football, but with the, with the, with the NFL in general, it just isn't like that. Like you have to be very versatile. You have to, if you're a running back, you can't just run the ball. You got to be able to block. You got to be able to get out of the, get out of the, backfield and catch the ball you got to do all this if you're a quarterback you got to be able to run and be mobile and get out of the pocket and get some some rushing yards is very much the evolution of the game we're seeing with with the nfl where like something like a wide receiver which is only really acts to do really you know two things which is to block and to run and catch the ball they're kind of considered one of the more valuable positions out uh that over the running back now it seems and it kind of mirrors the evolution of the nba game where now the nba where it used to be all about the wings is all about the big men because now the big men can shoot threes and pass the ball like 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 point guard so it's all the evolution of the game and you're seeing it with the top two sports in basketball and football right now okay um i have to run very shortly so Let's uh, let's hit on some reality television. I'm going to be very quick of, on Dating Naked. So here's the premise of the show. It is exactly what it sounds like. It is Dating Naked. They show up to these dates completely, completely naked. Uh, there are two people on this show, season two. Their names are Chris and Carrie. And every single day, they go on a new date. At the end of the day, week, whatever it is, they they pick their keeper person. So there's always like one person in the house uh they go through the entire season and then they finally pick who they want to end with in, in the all and you can pick each other so all season i'm not spoiling anything this show is from 2015 if you're if you're spoiled get over it uh it's on paramount plus though but all season carrie is like i love chris i like chris i want to be with chris no matter which guy comes in she's kicking both guys out of the villa and everything at a time she's like i don't like either of them you know, and all this stuff. She's like, I like Chris. I like Chris. I like Chris. In the end, she does not pick Chris. Chris picks her. She does not pick Chris. 
she picks this guy Mason, who she previously got rid of, but he came back because it was clear she had a good connection with him. And so at the end of the season, they brought back like the person they had the strongest kind of connection with that was previously eliminated. Uh, so he, she picks this guy Mason after all season and be like, I want to be with Chris. We did some research on uh, Carrie and Mason. They apparently broke up about two hours after filming ended <laughs> because after after Mason got eliminated the first time, he was already trying to to hook up with somebody else. So like he got eliminated the first time, and then he was trying to hook up with somebody else, and then he got brought back on the show. Carrie picked him, and then she found out about this and ended it. So yeah, she picked this man who she did eliminated. Why, how's once. she mad? How's she mad? You eliminated him. I don't think she was mad. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. But the wife was not happy with this at all. She's like, this is absolute bullshit. All season. Chris was the one where we were, where, who was like waning is like, oh, who does, uh, who, who does he actually like type of thing? He wasn't like fully committed to Carrie. And then Carrie was committed to, or Chris, Carrie was committed to him the entire time. And then Chris committed to him. Um, sorry. Chris committed to her and we're like, oh, that's a little surprising because we don't know. And then, yes, Carrie was like, nope, I'm going with Mason. So that was the end of that season. We're going to watch the next season. There's only two seasons. The first season was like, it wasn't episodic. It was just like new people every single time. So it's like, eh, sure. I like the episodic stuff. So they corrected that for the second season. Now we got the third season to watch. I don't know what changes they make from the second to the third season. We'll see. Uh, after we watch this season, I'll give my my takes on maybe changes they could make. They should bring the show back. I think it's uh, I think it's a good concept. They should bring it back uh, for Paramount they Plus. Did. Paramount Plus needs whatever content they can have. They right, there's your quick and dirty I did there, of, of Dating Naked. Here, I'll give you a quick and dirty of 90 Day the Other Way and the most toxic relationship I've ever seen. I I forget, I think the uh, guy's name is Jamie. I forget his girlfriend's name, but she's in the Philippines. And basically, they both are insecure because they were previously in relationships where they were cheated on. So the girl suggests, uh, or the guy suggests, I don't know who suggested it, that they be on FaceTime 24 hours a day, seven days a week yes ladies and gentlemen 24 hours literally he in his when you do when they do the little like camera view and they be like this is the person's name and age he literally has her on the phone for that like he has conversations with his mother and sister who don't like her and they are telling him they're talking about her and how she doesn't like him being around females and how she gets like very insecure and he's on the plane to go see her and she says let me see who's next to you and there's a female next to him and she goes she wants to break up with him while he's on the flight to go see him see her because he's sitting next to a female she says there's always girls around you always like girls you always around girls you literally can't check if the gender of who's sitting next to you when you get a plane ticket this is the most toxic that should be a thing that should be a thing like it, it should be gender assignments so it's like nope not sitting next to any males i don't want to sit next to any males i don't want to sit next to any females that should be a thing yo i am i was dumbfounded and the fact of the matter is the only person we've seen in this relationship on the show so far that is lying or being kind of uh untrustworthy is her she literally says when he goes to sleep she goes out and hangs out with her friends who are all guys and she turns off the router to her phone so there's no connection so he does and she doesn't tell him that she's going out but if he goes if he goes out with any female at all he can't go see to his mother because his mother has female roommates he can't go and see her because he she doesn't want him around other females that is not family he can't go see his sister because she might have a friend around and he can't go see her like that he can't have a job because because he can't be on he can't be on FaceTime at, at, at any old job he, yo like 
it is unreal how toxic this relationship is. And the on the other way, she claims that he made her quit modeling and going to school because she was a dancer and he didn't like her dancing around guys. Like it's the most toxic relationship in the history. And we're only I'm only two episodes in, folks. We're just getting started. This last episode was about his journey to go see her. This next episode is when they actually see each other and we've just found out from her brother that her parents who they're staying with don't want him to ask permission to kiss her and she does not let him know any of that she does not let him know any of the culture and what's going to be asked of him and i know he's going to kiss her when they, when he gets off the plane can't wait can't wait it's like yo this is the most toxic relationship ever i love it I gotta get back into the 90 day fiance. I, I I say this all the time. I of course don't have like the time to, to actually do all of this, but I I should get back into the 90 day fiance. It's just it's such a trash reality show. Like it it's it so is. terrible. It's so terrible. With um, terrible people yeah. like doing terrible things to one another. Oh, yeah. So it's so it can be a little like it's it's a very toxic show and it can be a little like off putting at times of just how terrible these people are. Uh but it is oh, just tremendous trash TV. The other update is on Gino and Jasmine. So Gino, I know how I made him sound when he said, you know, I don't I don't want to cut because you don't have the proper equipment. You don't have the proper equipment. Jasmine is worse. Jasmine made Gino pay for a new apartment for her. He has to pay like $4,000 and that's like $2,000 more than he wanted to pay for it because it's in a nicer part of Panama. The reason she wants to stay in this nicer part of Panama is because her ex-boyfriend lives in the same apartment building. Her ex-boyfriend who when Gino goes to sleep when she first comes and he doesn't want to have sex with her. She tells him, my ex-boyfriend used to have sex with me all the time. He never had a problem with me. He fucks better. He looks better. He smells better. He got a better job. He does not know that that ex-boyfriend lives in that apartment. Ooh. Oh, they boy. literally, before he came, she had, she had like drinks with the ex-boyfriend on camera and was talking about, Oh yeah, we can cook together. Yeah, 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 we can cook together. Uh like <laughs> it's like yo, oh my god. Oh, oh that's not good. Oh my god, Gino, no. And then Gino suggests a prenup and she just starts snapping on him. And it's like obvious to everyone. She just wants a visa to use you for money, bro. Like <laughs> that's yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Oh, Oh well, well. <laughs> Trey is like four thousand. Oh hell no! Nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're gonna work. SVD. I don't think. I don't, think, gonna... so. I don't think that's gonna go well. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna go. All right. Anything else to uh to plug um or or any anything like that? To I'm gonna say? I'm gonna make sure I complete my Jersey Shore season one, and we're we'll talk about season one next week. But I definitely wanted to talk about 90 Days. I'm gonna continue watching with the misses. It's our it's our it's our addiction together. There you go. Chair Delaware will definitely definitely be on uh, next week if we're talking about Jersey Shore season one. She is a Jersey Shore historian at this point. I watched it get my memory on this stuff. God awful. Uh, but once we start talking about it, I'm sure it'll, some stuff will be trudged up there. But yes, all right. Plug away, SP3. Uh, check me out. YouTube. Uh, True Hill Heat YouTube channel. T-R-U no E for anyone who has already subscribed and support us over there. Thank you. We just hit 8,000 subscribers over there on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Next goal is 10,000 before the end of the year. So looking forward to that. So go over and subscribe if you haven't already. And you can also become a member by hitting the join button for $1 a month. And I'll be, you can find me on the Twitter machine or X machine weird at yeah. true hill sp3 tru no e once again and i'll be live later today 2 p.m eastern time for with rick uccino on uh the believe in pro wrestling podcast with special guest maddie Potic previewing summerslam 
show. Um, tell Rick I said hello. Hope he's doing well. I know he's been uh, under the weather a little bit, so I'm, I'm glad he's back doing stuff. And uh, man, he's a good dude. I've never talked to him face to face or stream to stream or whatever, but I've covered a lot of his work. He's a good dude, so I'm sure that'll be a fun show. SP3 is always on the air. You do a show literally every single day, don't you? I, tr- I tend to try to keep my Wednesdays free, but now tomorrow, because it's pay-per-view week. Pay-per-view weeks, yeah, I'm usually on air pretty much every day. So tomorrow, we'll be going live on Tree Hill Heat. I try to schedule things because I don't like to get in the way of in the weeds. I like to give them room. You know, we don't want any any Wednesday, any Monday or Friday Friday morning wars. So I schedule I things it. at 12.05 now. <laughs> so we'll be live tomorrow, 12.05 on the Tree Hill Heat YouTube channel channel for a SummerSlam preview myself Romeo and special guest Graham Matthews of Wrestle Rant and Bleacher Report nice 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 there you go everyone go over to True Hill Heat and uh subscribe follow just watch the shows leave thumbs up on the videos all that good stuff sp3 always putting in that work uh as far as here I don't know, Fightful Overbooked. Leave a thumbs up on all the videos. Subscribe to the channel if you're not subscribed. If you're listening on like podcasts or anything like that, uh, we will have a new episode of In the Weeds tomorrow. I assume Joel Pearl will, will be back. Otherwise, I'll be messaging SB3 at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. tonight and be like, hey, you want to come on? We're scheduled, scheduled, scheduled. Uh, you know, I hate saying these things, but FMC is, it's our niche uh, show with basketball who are also kind of wrestling fans. So I'll try, I, give little teasers on on the fmc when it comes to other stuff we're on scheduled to have jordan oliver tomorrow on in the weeds so that'll be nice. a lot of fun yeah jordan oliver he's got he's got he's got a lot he's busy he's a busy busy man uh so he's but he's scheduled Making to his, join us thought to make his new japan debut next yes. month in philly yes. that's gonna be oh. exciting and also for us i love when sports and wrestling crossover for fans, we're ending early, so you have an hour to prepare. Eleven fifteen a.m. Roman Reigns on first take. Yeah, there you go. Sure. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Talk to y'all next week. Goodbye, everyone.